guys, we are back on the maps for another episode. And again, I have a guest. This is so exciting. I always like to have people here. And I want to introduce Jordan Chow. Um, I met Jordan when I was training in Shanghai. Um, uh, we're training, we met at JX Fight Club. Um, we were training under Ramsey Dewey. I don't know if you guys know Ramsey and not to name drop. He he does the he's most notable to do those videos of trying, you know, self-defense techniques. So if you guys seen those videos, Jordan is the stabby stabby guy on there most of the time. So yeah, Jordan, thanks for coming. How are you? What's going on? Tell the people a little bit about yourself. Okay, yeah. So I just moved back to Canada and um yeah, I mean, I've been living in China for a while, and I had to leave. It was sad to leave everyone. It was sad to leave Ramsey, but I'm kind of glad to be back home as well. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, I definitely feel and that. Now I'm just doing my thing. <laughs> so, yeah. That's cool. Um, so I know that we do MMA, but you also do jujitsu. How long have you been doing jujitsu? Um, you know, tie on your belt, like all that stuff. Okay, so well, I started back in 2010, but I took like a a long break in between so it took like a five six year break and i didn't really start to do it again until like 2015 16 and uh, yeah so I'm, I'm i'm currently a purple belt and uh, i only do it as a hobby i'm a hobbyist so i'm not a competitor so because i know a lot of people always ask me oh you thought about competing competing i was like no like i just want to go in there have fun that's it yeah no i definitely feel that on the pressure even like for myself too i would i guess competed but like and also i feel that pressure to compete like especially when all my training partners at my gym are um you know com preparing for competitions I'm like man I should compete I should compete at least one more time at purple belt blah blah, blah. but then also like there's always something like there's another competition um I'm or I'm at I'm in in New Jersey or I'm in the um how do you call it metropolitan area I guess and there's a competition coming up in Jersey and my friends are like, oh, yeah, let's do it. Just you have to do it. You have to do it. And I'm like, well, I'm traveling or uh, I'm doing this thing. And, oh, I don't have the money right now. I should save that money. So I feel like I'm making excuses in my head instead of just doing it. You know, so I definitely <laughs> I definitely feel you on that. So, yeah. So I, we were talking earlier about you training everywhere. So can you tell the people a little about of where you've trained, like internationally and like um, what are some of the highlights of training in certain places versus in other places? Okay, well, I mean, I've trained here in Canada, China, uh, Germany, uh, Japan, uh, Hong Kong. Where else? <laughs> uh, no, I can't remember. Um, sorry, because I, I've been everywhere, but like, yeah, I think those are probably the most places. So it's not that international, just like. I mean, it's international than most people. Like, I don't know if you get. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Oh, <laughs> like, England. Sorry, England, Ireland, and yeah, that's about it. Yeah, no, but that's still like that's more than I get a lot of people just because like I don't know if you get that as a person that has traveled a lot or like lived abroad, but um, like no no shade to like my training partners, but I've always gotten questions about living in China or whatever. Like I remember. Shout out to my friend Tony. But um, I remember one time when I came back to visit, or like, I don't know if it was before I went or after I went, but they're like, oh, when they see you, they're going to be like, oh, and oh, buy my hair and like touch my hair because I whisper my hair in an afro and stuff. And like, just a, like, or like they asked, I remember coming back, one of my trading partners was like, yo, so do they dead ass eat dog over there? And I'm just like, 
yes in some places but not really it's not like you know you go to every restaurant there's dog on the menu or something like uh-huh, yeah you know crazy stuff so like again it's more international than most people um all right you know you don't have to be honest but you know be honest you what has been your most favorite place to train and what has been like and why and your least favorite place to train and why well most i mean most of my jiu-jitsu training came from china like with ramsey and those guys shanghai pgk and i think i learned a lot I, I, I learned the most there mm. right and i really yeah so but i do find like china's the jiu-jitsu in china is still growing and like the level is a bit different and um, I find that? a level in like United States or Canada or even like England is just much higher, right? Mm. Especially in the United States. Like, I, I mean, I speak to a lot of people about this, even like Canadian athletes. I say like, where has the best training? They all say United States, right? That's why a lot of them go there for, for training. That's why they hire Americans to teach in China, things like that, mm. right? So, um, so yeah, in terms, uh, yeah, in terms of like what I learned the most was definitely in China, but what I can get the most, I think it's definitely from Canada. Yeah. so yeah i mean I, of course i would love to go to the united states but dude you're right here, there right? So, like yeah, again, yeah exactly. you're <laughs> only an eight hour drive and you could totally train with me <laughs> like come yeah, on yeah no, yeah I, I mean nathan up. orch I, I mean uh like sometimes we get like coaches from the, like the u.s like like 10 planet coaches because i'm a 10 planet guy mm. so actually last week we had nathan orchard i don't know if you heard of him Mm, sounds familiar but i'm not sure i think okay I yeah yeah he did a seminar there and also marvin castell from california did us did a seminar there as well which i attended and yeah yeah and like yeah so it's very cool so sometimes we always have guests coming over that's cool yeah that's really gangster like i need to well what i was about to say i i have i i'm so close and i've been to um you're in toronto right so like i've been to toronto so many times and i haven't trained there so i need to like (laughs) it sounds cool that like i mean even oh sorry i want to go back a little bit um going back to the idea of like child trading in China being so new but I feel like the sport has elevated so fast like from when I arrived so I arrived in China in 2014 and then just to see like what jujitsu looked like from learning like I remember my first class so everyone knows like back in the day the main place to go was Shanghai BJJ right so like I remember going in there and they're like okay here's how to do like a triangle and I'm just like dude I learned this like you know a long time ago and then now to like walking into like well not now obviously but like um maybe within like five years going and seeing like advanced leg locks and I'm just like dude like you were were just learning triangles yesterday how are you like in leg locks so I feel that especially like the sport in China is going to elevate so much where it's like maybe surpass the western world I don't know if you agree with that but I think like it's just so it's just too fast like and you have athletes like I know Joseph, Joseph Chen, who like, you know, um, yeah, you go to absolute when I, when absolute was absolute. Now it's like, I think it's check, check mats or check, whatever it's called. I, I'm yeah, sorry. yeah, I forgot what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. But he's like, called, you know, he's like, a, you know, a Chinese athlete technically and, you know, going like crazy and like having this like meteoric rise. And it just all again, it, most of his training came from China. And it's just wild that to see like how, how much it has. That's grown. Yeah, that that is true. I mean, I remember like Shanghai BJJ. I think that was like one of the first jujitsu gyms, mm-hmm. either what either like the first or one of the first like official jujitsu gyms to mm-hmm. open in China. And this was like back in two thousand eight, mm-hmm. two thousand nine. So it wasn't that long, right? And you know, Shanghai being a city of like thirty million people, 
I mean, uh, like I expected it to have like, I mean, you expect that there'd be jujitsu gyms everywhere, kind of like the United States or Canada, right? Mm -hmm. But that wasn't. That was literally yeah, like yeah. the only place to train. There was that and like maybe like an, another MMA gym. There was Ramsey's gym. Mm -hmm. There's only like three or four places in a city of like 30 million people. But the reason why is because jujitsu is just not popular in China compared to like basketball, soccer, mm -hmm. you know, ping pong. Anything with a racket and a net, you know, Chinese people are crazy. Yeah, <laughs> actually, us. that's so true. Every show has a racket or a net. Even that's why has a net in that. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. I think JS got replaced by ping uh, by ping pong club. Really? I, dude, you know how many times <laughs> I thought about that? So um I I wanna like give the people like a thing. So um where again where I met Jordan is this place called JX Fight Club, and it was just like you would walk in and there's like, you know, they had their desk and there's like all these mats and like um whatchamacallit like the, the punching bags and the boxing ring so it was so yeah, cool. yeah. kind of you know kind of feel like you're in a real mma gym and then just and i when uh so to give some background jx was having some issues so they basically like displaced the whole gym and then ramsey ended up moving to what's the name of the the new gym up in um efl efl gym the efl um it wasn't called like efl but they yeah so the gym was originally called ufl but because um, it sounded too similar to UFC, so UFC, apparently they sent lawyers to the owner and they said, you better change it, otherwise we'll see you in court. And he knew it was a losing battle. I mean, you can't go of against course. UFC top lawyers. So yeah, right. he eventually changed his name from UFL to EFL. Okay. Extreme Fight Lab. Yeah. That's what it called. I, I remember like, because there was a fight in, um, there was this fight in, I remember, where is this place called? It was near... Jingon Temple, and they had a fight. It was because my friend Nick. You remember you, you know Nick, Nick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Nick had a, a boxing match down there. So then I met, and they're like, "Yeah, our new name is EFL," and I'm just like, "Oh, when did they do that?" So then, now I I, I remember all this stuff. But um, but yeah, I I always thought about going back there just because like you know with Rip, like Ming Hong being actually from where I used to live, it was less. A shorter distance well not really shorter but in any event like I, I wanted to go over to the old jx to see what was going on and i that's uh -huh. crazy you know that it's a, a ping pong which is like you know sad but makes sense you know whatever the people want <laughs> so i get the money is right ping exactly pong is. that's you know what yeah. it's all about um all right so another thing that um kind of when me and jordan that talk he he we how do i frame this so uh i don't know if you guys have ever read my um my reasoning of why um women don't roll with men or men were um roll with women but jordan had read like talked to me and he's like yeah i don't roll with women like outright i never asked women to roll and i'm just like oh that's so interesting so i want to talk a little bit more about that so jordan just tell the people like like what are some of your reasonings of like why you like we we've we've rolled but like in terms of like women that you you know don't know in the gym and stuff like that all right yeah i just yeah i just refuse to roll with women um i would never ask them to roll and if they ask me if i want to partner up with them i would just say no i'll just okay. say sorry thanks i'm good oh straight like up that, right yeah okay. yeah straight up yeah so and the reason why is because it's just just you know, I mean, you hear all these stories all the, of all these false accusations going on. Mm -hmm. And um, it really makes it really uncomfortable to, to, to have to deal with that. Like, I, like when I go to a gym, I just want to go there, have fun, do my thing. Mm -hmm. I don't want to worry about, oh, what, what if, 
she gets the wrong impression. Uh-oh, what if I say something She might, or I do something, especially with jiu-jitsu. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's very, very close, close contact. contact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What if I accidentally do this? You know, she might get offended. So I, I don't want to worry about that. And like you've seen all those TikTok videos of all those women going to those gyms. And then, you know, they always accuse guys of like, of like, like sexually assaulting them or like harassing them. You know, even though it's like a simple question, like, hey, are you done with that set? Or are you are you done with that? A lot of them will be like, get, they get so offended and everything. So, yeah, I, I just don't want to deal with that. I, I just don't want to deal with that crap. Yeah, so, so I mean, I, I'll only roll with women unless I'm very close with them. Like, I'm good friends, like, mm-hmm. with you or with Alex. Remember mm-hmm. Alex Kummer? Yeah, I remember Alex. I have I want to yeah. talk with her. I haven't, like, like since, like, the gym closed, I never, like, kept in contact. But... Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Actually, before um, before I really got to know her, when I was training with her, I, you know, I was a bit quite uncomfortable, so I kept asking her, like, okay, I'm going to put my hand here, okay? Are you okay with that? Okay, I'm going to put my head here. And it was to the point where she got annoyed, and she just said, okay, just do it. I just said, hey, I just want to let you know, because this is, like, when she started to do jiu-jitsu. I just mm-hmm. wanted to, like, tell her, right? Mm-hmm. And, event- and eventually, we, we got, we became better friends. And um, so, yeah. So now, But in terms of, like, just random women, I just refuse to roll with them. Yeah, I feel you. Do you have you had people like get like women get offended by that? Like in terms, especially like coming from a, a aspect where, so okay, going back, I feel that when I was training in jujitsu, like especially when there's women that come to the gym and specifically in Shanghai that are just literally trying to meet men, and they're like, you know, there's like, oh, he's cute. I'm gonna try to get with him because then I could, you know, find me like, you know, again a foreign. Like, I, let's be real, it's mostly. Again, if there are any Chinese women listening to this to this podcast, sorry, but most of the time, like nine times out of ten in Shanghai, if there's a Chinese girl that goes to the gym, they're literally just trying to meet someone. Generally, like obviously, there's some girls. Oh, wow, there. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, you didn't know that, yo. So I let me tell you, like, how many times? Like, I mean, obviously, there's girls that like awesome Chinese women that come and they they take a hand in the sport and they're just going through it but i remember like especially in the old absolute that was the one that's on that was near um crap what was that that road called you know i feel like i'm losing my connection with shanghai because i can't remember places and roads anymore but basically the the first location for absolute um there was a, a couple girls that were coming they're super pretty like you know your typical pretty like very petite chinese women and then i would like you know um my coach would be like hey you know or with any of the girls that are there that are more experienced like hey there's this girl um let's roll with her or whatever and they'll help her train with her and you're like okay cool yeah hi i'm jessica nice to meet you and she's like yeah hi whatever and i'm just like okay and then some other dude like or the coach would come around and she'd be like oh hi <laughs> i'm just like oh so i see you don't give a fuck about me we can cry <laughs> like you know you clearly you're, you're not trying to fuck me you're trying to get with that guy that's why you don't care so i remember that happening like two or three times so it was generally I'm not saying that all not foreign girls don't do it either but like it was generally chinese women so um going sorry going on I felt like offended because I take the sports ser- at the time, like I was training for like seven, eight years. I take the sport seriously. I want to be taken seriously as a jujitsu athlete. So anytime, like, you know, a guy wouldn't want to roll with me, it's just like, well, dude, you know what, what the fuck? Like I'm trying to do my thing. Da, 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 da. And so if I didn't know you and that happened to me, I would be really offended, which brings me to my question. Like, how do you deal with like girls like getting offended or like, have you had anyone like, ask you like but why 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 like you know i'm just good as good as anyone else no not really no actually <laughs> because usually whenever i say that whenever i say sorry i'm good i'm just gonna rest 
they just find someone else. Okay. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Oh. Like, I, I never had a woman be like, like, oh, you're a sexist because, you know, you're bigger. And then it hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yet. Oh, yeah. Maybe after yeah. this podcast, you'll be like, he's a sexist. Yeah, maybe. What's wrong with me? And then just like, have like, ban or like, cancel Jordan t-shirts. <laughs> no, jokes, but no, I mean, like, but I respect it too, especially like, um, like, and also another thing that we talked about, um, I have a, another story with um, this guy that um, basically I wouldn't, you always want to be careful with the, the word like sexual assault or sexual, but the thing is, if you, if it breaks, breaks it down, it would just, I just felt very uncomfortable and he made sexual comments towards me in a way. And it's just kind of those things where you don't know, like, if you should say something or if you don't want to be like, you don't want to be that girl that's like, oh, she's accusing everyone of everyone, everything. So you shouldn't roll with her. So it's just trying to find out. So we talked a little bit about that. And you had, I remember we were talking about how, like, how do you deal with that if someone does accuse you with, with that kind of thing or like, um, Sorry, I'm trying to do, get to the point. Sorry, but that's okay. You actually, yeah, that, that brings me to mind. Do you have have you had friends that has happened to like where they they were unsure? They're like, hey, you know, we're just rolling. What the hell? Like, why do you why do you think that this was happening or whatever? But I uh, actually I don't know about that. A lot of my guy friends do roll with women, and, mm-hmm. and that's cool. I mean, if they want to, they can. You know, it's just something like my personal preference. It's just, it's just that um, I, I, like I just rather be safe. Then sorry yeah for sure type of thing. yeah yeah so but do you feel like there should be like some you know in terms of like gyms that have like you know i mean obviously you won't have many gyms that have more or not well not equal men and men obviously there's always going to be more men in jujitsu than women in, or in a gym rather do you think that gym should have like some kind of clause or something to avoid this kind of thing like look like um you can't if it comes out that you're just saying these things just because you felt uncomfortable or like, you know, if... like, 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 you mean like when someone says a comment to a woman? Yeah, like no, no, comment? I wasn't saying vice versa. Like, I mean, maybe, maybe it has to be vice versa. Like I was saying like, if a woman like accuses someone because they didn't really understand or something or like, like, you know, they just falsely accuse. I think, um, regardless of that, like, it doesn't, like a gym doesn't need to say that. Because every, I mean, every place should have that. It's just basically just respect people, respect your partner, respect your training partners, and it, I mean, even for a guy, like a guy and a guy. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I had guys whining to me because I wrist locked them, I leg locked them. You know, it's against IBJJF rules, and I always tell people like, you know, don't disrespect your your partner. If anything, you should always disrespect yourself for not doing better, or yeah. for not defending it, and things like that. Right? You know, stop whining. I always say that. Right, but um. So I get more complaints from guys than from women, uh, I guess. I, I guess you just say that, yeah. But but in terms of like like the whole like the opposite sex, I feel like um yeah. I mean like you just don't need to point out. Okay, make sure you don't say these comments to women. Hey, woman, make sure you don't accuse guys of this. I think it should it should already be like straightforward. And um, it's, it's I mean of course if something does happen, then you you should always talk to someone about it, right? Because um, like it's not, it hasn't happened to me before, but from what I've read in stories, like on TikTok or Instagram and everything, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, the number one thing to do is to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't mean you get the wrong impression, you apologize or, or apologize or something like that. Yeah, no, that's the thing. Yeah, the thing is, like, I, I mean, there was this whole um, 
you know, the I don't want to bring up just because I know the girl personally, but like the thing with that, co- actually a coach that I used to go to, and then his ex girl is like um, McDojo, I've talked about, it, and then like, oh, yeah, yeah, I saw the podcast of that one, yeah. So yeah. I don't want to bring it up because I know that it just seems that the girl that was involved is like kind of tired of it, it's already over, like it happened way back in the day and it was kind of re resurfacing. So I don't want to mention that too. But like I think in those those cases where, you know, you kind of feel like again, it's like a, a partner that happens to do jujitsu with you that happens to have all these things happen around you. It's like in those cases, who do you one, who do you talk to? And two, like you would think these things would be explicit, like, hey, you know, we should respect other people, but you always have people like no matter yeah, it doesn't have to be jujitsu. It literally no matter where you go, there are people that are, think they're above what is going on and people that take advantage. So it's just like, what do you quote unquote do in these? Yeah, these yeah. Situations? It could be like harassing at the workplace, you know, at your yeah. office, at, at your school, right? Mm-hmm. You know, what do you do? You talk, you talk to someone, right? Yeah, you let course. people know about it. Of course. Yeah, oh, yeah exactly. You just have to, to talk to people. All right. So, exactly, yeah. Yeah. To go on this, yeah. I feel like that was like, you know, not a, like a, it's a serious topic, a dark topic, but a, like, but let's, going to something lighthearted and talk about a little bit talk a little bit about wow english you know doing the um videos at ramsey like how did that come about like how did you guys start with like um you know the um you know the first uh mma fighters try women's self-defense and, <laughs> and i think you, your guys' first video um that first video got retweeted by joe rogan i remember remember that yeah yeah that's just so gangster yeah, so yeah, yeah, so I remember, well, you know, WeChat, right? For, mm-hmm. So WeChat, for those of you who don't know, is like a Chinese WhatsApp, mm-hmm. except better, in my opinion. Actually, no, I, better, I, right? I, I so, agree with it. It is better. It is better. <laughs> it is better, yeah, because you do so much. You could do, like, you could do banking. Mm-hmm. You do all kinds of things. Yes. Then, yeah. But anyways, um, I, I forwarded uh, in the in the MMA group, the, you know that, uh, what's her name? Lena Marty? The Lena, Leah Marty? I think, like, she's a, she's a fitness trainer. And mm-hmm. from, I think from New York, and she did a self defense video, and I posted it in the group, and I was saying how bad it was, and that's when Ramsey saw it, and he wanted to do a video about it. So that's when he and Neos, aka Captain Krav Maga, that's when they did the, that's when they made a video. They debunked, they debunked her video, and it went viral. And that's when Joe Rogan, um, yeah, he shared on his Twitter, yeah, mm-hmm. and that's what made Ramsey like a household name, and. and yeah, that's why he got all these subscribers, and then that's when he was like, "All right, we gotta make more videos," and that's what mm-hmm. we did. So, yeah, I love making videos. Yeah. I remember I've been in a couple of Ramsey's videos, but like, I don't know. I feel like you're like I'm not okay for most people. I'm when you first meet me, I'm shy and I'm like just kind of more reserved. But like on camera, no matter what, I feel like super shy. And I remember I was like, "Hey, you can you help me make this video?" And I'm just like, "Yeah, sure." And it's like just like compared to your like animation, I'm kind of like yeah i'm punching you kind of this thing and it's just always so so fun with that um but yeah you have a bunch of characters too i remember you had you have the stabby stabby guy you did your the more recent one i remember you doing or it was the guy that goes to the akuma's like street fighter akuma's gym and akuma's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, recent well, this, one, yeah. yeah this is the most recent one so like um are, so I guess I want to ask, are you involved in like the kind of the idea process? Is Ramsey kind of like, yo, like I have an idea, let's go into a video. Like, tell us a little bit about that. 
Actually, Ramsey's the one who thinks that most of this idea. The only thing I thought of was the, was the stabby one. Right? <laughs> so, yeah, and the stabby, the, the stabby one just came from a Kramaga. Uh, again, there was a Kramaga self-defense video. Mm-hmm. And you know how Kramaga is always like, oh, what to do when you have a knife? How to defend yourself in a knife attack, you know, in a mm-hmm. tank attack? You know, what to do if there's a nuclear bomb explosion? You know, <laughs> things like that, right? Mm-hmm. They always come up with these crazy ideas. And I remember Ramsey just said, okay, here's a knife. Just go stab me off. Like, re- like realistically stab him. I just, okay. And I just went crazy. I was like, ah, like that. And it just went viral. Yeah. So then Ramsey is like, we need more of that. <laughs> we need more of that. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like I've done it so much to the point where even like, like I need to retire from that and pick up new ones, right? I feel you. So that's what Ramsey thought of like, yeah, Taekwondo dude. I don't know if you saw that one where I played a Taekwondo I guy. Yeah, yeah. I was, it, was, it, was a, it was a homage to Jesse Enkamp, the karate kid. Oh, yes, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, so there's that. And um, yeah, then now there's like a Street Fighter where I'm playing Ryu, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, yeah, and then we just like to have fun. Yeah, that's the thing. Oh, perfect. It's just, yeah, all those videos are super fun. And I like that um, there is a little bit, not, not even a lot of bit of kind of the message of it doesn't take one self-defense video for you to learn this stuff it's just like go out and train like go, like you know everything go out there and train yeah. is his tagline it's, it's so important for especially with um even my coaches i'm like oh yeah you should have like a you know jujitsu jujitsu self-defense thing like just so people understand like you know after jujitsu are used for self-defense and he's just like he wants to stay away from the idea of self-defense because um with women think like okay i'm gonna go to one class that i shouldn't say women sorry excuse me but a lot of you know it's usually marketed towards women like hey you know there are rapists out there you know you have to protect yourself but it's always marketed as like hey watch this video or save this video or come to this one off class that we're going to do once to try to promote our gym um and not the idea of like consistent like training like okay you have to get the muscle memory to do that so going back to i just really like the fact that with these you know especially going back to the um you know, MMA fighters try these self-defense techniques. It's kind of showing you, like, hey, it's not going to take one time. You need to keep practicing that. So, it well, is- yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, that's why I find, like, those self-defense seminars, I mean, like, they always get the impression, like, you just attend one class and that's it. You're, like, you're, like, John uh, Wei and everything. Like, you can just mm-hmm. destroy everybody, mm-hmm. right? It, and which is not the case. I mean, it does take repetition. It's okay to take those seminars or those classes but mm-hmm. you have to keep on practicing afterwards it's exactly. kind of like with videos like like technique like um videos that you see on youtube whether it's jiu-jitsu muay thai okay it looks cool but you gotta drill it mm-hmm. right and then you gotta make it work in a live scenario so exactly. you can't just watch it and be like okay yeah no yeah, i it. i'm guilty of that in the past like definitely looking at a video like oh that looks cool i'm gonna try that instead of like you know actually drilling the stuff down and you know putting um you know, put it away. Like I could, I can tell you how many videos I've saved on like YouTube and like Instagram specifically, where I'm just like, "Ooh, yeah, no, that looks cool. I'm gonna try that." That kind of goes with my game. And then I look at it once, and I'm just like, "Oh yeah." So okay, so going back to the whole idea of you know training internationally, um, what are some? I get, I guess the question I want to ask is, what are some things that, what are some gems you've gotten from different places and training abroad? Like, do you feel like, for example, training in germany do you feel like there's something that or actually let me i have a better example you know how there's like different kinds of muay thai there's like the the netherlands um or kickboxing and there's like thai muay thai 
and there's like certain aspects of it that obviously it's the same sport but like there's certain aspects of it that are harder like I heard people in the Netherlands train a lot harder than um people in Thai well again train hard instead of like they're always hitting they're like really beating each other sports Thai Thai people or or people who train Muay Thai or in Thailand train a little bit more like conscious and stuff do you feel like that is like the case in in different countries like do you feel like people in China train a lot harder than the U.S. versus like Canada versus Thailand or no, I said Thailand versus um, Europe, so on and so forth. Yeah, tell me a little bit about that. Instead of training harder, I think they all train as hard. It's just that the level would be different, and also like um their skill sets. Like I noticed that Chinese people in China, in Japan, uh, J- yeah, China, Japan, Singapore, but Asian people. Okay, that doesn't sound racist. Are usually smaller. They're shorter compared to Westerners, right? Yeah. So I feel like um, uh, when I roll, like when I roll them, and you, you know me, I'm pretty heavy, I'm pretty tall, right? Compared for an Asian, you know, a lot of people tell me that, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and I and I feel like um, yeah, a lot of times I overpower them, but that's why I, they they move a lot faster. They're more mm-hmm. agile, whereas Westerners or in Germany, like uh, or even like England, Scotland, Canada, United States. I find that you know they're they're a lot heavier, they're stronger, but they're a lot slower, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just very different. It's just uh yeah, it's just very different, and um, especially Germany because Germans like are so are, are very tall people, like mm-hmm. it's like the average height is like six, it's like six feet. I felt like I was the smallest guy there. I was kind of like <laughs> yeah, and they're all heavy too, right? Mm-hmm. So it it's just like so different, like because when I went from China to Germany, yeah, like the the whole training thing was just so different. Like I had to move a lot faster because they were just so bigger. They're just so much bigger than me, right? So, I, I so yeah. With tall people, I would just remember, like I would hate like again like jokingly I hate training with tall people just because you have like those like long levers or you try to like for example like a lockdown. Um, I'm trying to explain it to people. Just basically for people that don't train, you just are thinking about a lockdown. Basically, when you have like um, you're wrapping your legs around one person's leg and try to keep like distance with your legs. Um, keep them away from you using your legs and usually when i train with tall people i'm just like trying to get a lockdown in and they're just like no bitch like i'm already on top of you just like "Ah, i know so i can imagine being so frustrated in germany training with so many tall people and like hating like just hating my life and feeling that i suck like in every aspect um i had another question on top of that because you had um uh, I, and that sorry so not so much about the size too about like maybe about the like the style of learning like for example I feel that, and another thing I wanted to point out, not even like the style of learning, but like um, one thing in that happened to me in China, like I feel, I felt like because I'm a Westerner, especially just when I first got to China, people would avoid rolling with me because I came to China as a blue belt and I felt like the, the mindset was like, oh, well, she's a blue belt. I don't want to get like, I don't, you know, like the idea of losing face, like, especially if you get your ass beat by a woman, like who's like bigger and you know not of course I don't think it's like a race thing but like a bigger black woman who's a blue belt like you wouldn't want to be like a Chinese white belt and and have that happen to you in the gym because people do like you know what especially when people roll like there's always like those commentaries like oh man like oh she's doing this thing or oh that's really good blah 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 like I'm sure that people feel that did you so did you feel like those there's that kind of aspect like well obviously that was a woman but like aspects like that where people are like oh man like oh this this canadian's coming here and whooping everyone's ass or like just anything like this <laughs> well actually when i when i went back to china um 
I did show that, uh, uh, I did get that, but as like a jokingly though mm-hmm. from my teammates because I showed them a lot of things that they weren't used to, like the buggy choke, for example. I introduced the oh. buggy. <laughs> I, I, feel like I introduced the buggy, the buggy choke. choke to, yeah, yeah, to, to like a lot of Shanghai news because they didn't know what it is. They never seen it before. They're like, "What is Jordan doing?" Especially because I'm tall, it's easier for taller people to get, to get the buggy choke, right? So yeah, and ever and I felt like ever since I do that, now other people are doing it. Right. So, yeah. So, and and again, it's because the level in China is just different compared to mm-hmm. what you get in Canada, United States. Right. So, mm-hmm. and I was like that. I was like to share things and like, like 10th planet. I'm a 10th planet guy. Mm-hmm. China is very new to 10th planet. They're very mm-hmm. new to the rubber guard, to, even to the lockdown, mm-hmm. you know, all those things. Right. So there are times where I even gave a lesson on teaching like basic uh, 10th planet fundamentals. Mm-hmm. Right. So, which is cool. I mean, it's, it's always cool to do that. So, yeah, no, I remember, yeah. um, you you're, you're friends with Tyler too, right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Tyler, Tyler's um like our mutual friend of ours that is also like a very is like a tenth planet guy. And I remember him showing some cool tenth planet stuff, and then like the names like wait, I know there's like Crackhead Guard and like there's yeah yeah I I don't know where Eddie Bravo gets his name, <laughs> Crackhead Control, and then it's like um <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. So like I remember yeah double bag, a oh, vaporizer, it double bag. Yeah, there's right. one called double bag there's vaporizer <laughs> so, this is like this so, stuff. yeah i just yeah. i mean it's, i need to you know one thing admittedly i've never been to a 10th planet gym ever like you know and i yeah i'm gonna come i'm gonna come visit <laughs> <laughs> i need this because like again i'm so familiar with it obviously like a lot of the 10th planet stuff kind of permeates into like you know i'm mostly been like you know, well henzo henzo under a Hensel Gracie gym, all, most of my training, and then obviously Absolute, um, and then you know between like the JX and then um Warzone and and all that stuff. I don't know if you heard of Warzone back in the day, but yeah, yeah I, I remember that. Yeah, so um, so you're yeah, having these things permeate when again you're like kind of doing your thing. It's like, hey, we're gonna learn Crackhead Guard today. It's like, what the fuck is Crackhead? <laughs> Just because again you're thinking like again most most like again in asia people don't know what well i mean i'm sure after 10 plan they know but like they don't know what a crackhead is so you're just thinking like yeah. what a crackhead is and then you're putting like a guard yeah, yeah. what the but in any event crackhead control sorry excuse me yeah, for my yeah. planet people that listen to it <laughs> i'm ignorant to yourself when i go to your gym then i will like learn keep up with my vocabulary you guys should have like a book like what you know like a pamphlet what you should know before going into a 10th planet gym and then like hand well, those out. actually like like a lot of submissions have different names like and you know a key lock right yeah of course uh, they, or they, they call it americana some call it paintbrush oh right? the paintbrush. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, it's hard yeah. to like teach um people how to do it. Like just like you know, especially when you're doing Americana, you almost want to paint the mats with with your the, your opponent's hand and stuff like that. So yeah, I yeah, actually call yeah. it a paintbrush. That's really crazy. Yeah, paintbrush. Yeah, or like Kimura, and then they call it double wrist lock. <laughs> they call it double, dude. Double wrist lock. Like, like some people call it double wrist lock, right? Interesting. Yeah. So and it's just like yeah, it's just it's, it's pretty much the same thing. It's just like yeah, just call it the Kimura. They're like, no, it's called double wrist lock. Just like, <laughs> okay just do the move like that yeah exactly just like uh, let me just do it all right um that's really funny um i want to what well, about this let's in terms of like kind of blowing it together um and, and what i always ask my guests like what are some like what would you want to say to people out there that are, are like white belts specifically 
or people that are like thinking about jujitsu are like, uh, I'm not sure. Like, tell the people, like, what are your opinions? Okay. Like, like some tips. One thing for me is um, even, uh, okay, I, I might offend quite a few IBJJF guys when I say this, because I know a lot of IBJJF people are very learning. They're a white belt. Go, if you, it, you know, if you have a good understanding of like the arm bar, like basic attacks, you know, learn how to do wrist locks, learn how to do leg locks, right? Learn how to do heel hooks, you know, because I think the more you learn, the, the more you, you can understand how dangerous it is. So you, so the more you know what not to do, right? Yeah. Instead of, yeah, because like I've been to quite a few, like uh, many gyms, most of the gyms I train at are not 10th planet. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even when I was like a lower belt, I was actually quite surprised how little higher belts knew about leg locks. Like I would always like get them in like ankle locks or toe holds and things like that. And you got, I couldn't tell they would get upset, mm -hmm. right? And I feel like that's very bad. Whereas 10 Planet guys, you know, we specialize on leg locks all the time. You know, we mm -hmm. sometimes we have classes specifically on, on leg locks yeah. and even white belts can join. So I think that's the most important thing is like, yeah, never limit yourself from learning. Like if you want to learn, then do it, right? So, I mean, of course, you need to know the whole basics. You need to know how to do like hip escape, you know, uh, like a typical like arm bar Kimura. And once you get all that down, then of course you'll learn more. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Like I've I've been lucky in the respect that my coaches, like even like um my previous um you know I don't want to mention names, but like my Henzo Gracie coaches have been the same way. They're like, all right, you don't they they kind of had the disclaimer. You cannot do this at white belt, but here you go. So I've always been lucky. Like I learned how to do um not leg locks, so my leg admittedly this is like kind of a faux pas i'm a pro ball my leg locks are trash my defenses are really good but my leg locks and like entries are trash something after drill but like i've always looked at where i learned how to do a heel hook at um white belt i learned how to do um wrist locks at white belt and stuff like that but i just always re always had the mindset the mindset like i'm gonna break someone's knee like i'm not gonna do it kind of thing so i but I, I was always aware so um i really appreciate coaches that kind of tell you they're like hey you know again like recognize it so you're not like trying to twist out stuff and and also realize that if you're going to compete you can't do this stuff so i think that's like a really 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 good tip but yeah anyway. i mean like some gyms out there are like so cult like where like uh, even yeah like there was this one gym i went to i'm not gonna name it mm -hmm. but um i remember when i went there i was doing like some rubber guard stuff mm -hmm. and a coach actually didn't like that he says oh no this is this is not a 10 planet gym you can't do that I was just like, what? <laughs> yeah. So and I was just like, yeah, I went there once, didn't call back. Yeah. And I, I think that type of like rule set or that, that type of mentality is a very toxic. Yeah, right? for sure. And um, you know, I mean, like there's some gyms out there, like some coaches, they say, like, you can't wear this heat, it can only be white. You know what I mean? It has yeah. to be this one, it has to be from our gym, it can't be from Amazon. Yeah. Right. I think that's just way too controlling. Yeah. Yeah, that's I that's actually a really good point. Actually, that's a like an exit topic because like um the idea like I went to one gym I won't name it too it's like they were cool with me wearing like whatever I I wore but they didn't like I know gyms that are like oh you can't you have to wear if you're gonna do no heat you have to wear um our sanctioned no heat gear with the, the ranked rash guard and stuff like that or like there's one gym again love it won't name it but like the same way the coach is like um no matter what you have to wear a white gi it doesn't matter if you're blue black purple red and white or coral or whatever you have to wear a white gi and i don't i i 
actually I should ask ask that coach why specifically that is but I just I'm just like dude if I like for example I mean obviously the brand black or white gi eh. so I have I have like a bunch of white geese but like what if I you know again I'm sorry like if I'm a person that starts jujitsu and I'm just like look I don't have the money like, especially students for example you know you're just like okay what's the cheapest key I could get boom I'm gonna get that and they're like no you can't train because you have a, a blue gi on or whatever so I just think that's so stupid like yeah. I mean again you don't want to challenge exactly me. I mean yeah because I feel like that like right there is big that's a really red flag for me if I go to a gym and they say that like I mean it, it's not like I feel like you know those type of coaches are trying to raise like a it, they treat it like their family it's like they're it's like their kid it's so mm-hmm. controlling you know it's very abusive you know you can't wear that shirt you have to wear this shirt you know yeah. hey Jess why are you wearing a black shirt you need to wear a yellow shirt it's like that it's kind of like well yeah, it's Actually, Mind your own business type of thing. Exactly. The thing is, it's like, and I know there are certain certain coaches that kind of have this old school mentality when it comes to like jujitsu. Like again, wearing the white gi, you know, referring to the coaches. I mean, obviously, there's a respect thing, but like, you know, saying professor or sensei or or all all this kind of things. Or like another thing, I remember again, won't name the gym, but I had one coach that he would give us shit if we trained at other gyms. Like especially, oh yeah, at quote unquote challenged, you know, yeah, like, yeah, you know, and I, I remember like again, I don't want to start any drama, but like there's one gym that's like, oh, this gym is bad because of A, B, and C, and just turns out because, um, the 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 gym owner opened a gym not close. It was literally like maybe, I don't know, twenty not twenty miles, like maybe ten fifteen miles away from the gym. So it's far enough where there are different towns or whatever. But he's like, oh no, that gym is bad. You can't train there. Blah 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 blah. They're the enemy, and I had this mentality because I was so like new to the sport. I'm like, okay, and I really respected my coach. And it's just like I'm like, okay, they're the enemy. And then I, my friend was like, I had a friend that trained. Like, why are we the enemy? Like, dude, we're cool. And I'm just like, yeah, it's a good point. And I ended up training there. It was super cool. It was the same stuff. It was because it's under the same, you know, it's a Henzo brand. So. Mm-hmm. They have the same so i just never understood like how you're going to control your students or how you're going to try to control what people do and it's so stupid it's very yeah weird. but the thing though is that some people even like buy into it they act they will actually like lose their friends just to go to this gym oh sorry i can't talk to you jess because you train at that gym so yeah. i'm gonna hang up now bye it's like yeah that. exactly <laughs> it's crazy yeah so and i was just like yeah you know and th- that's how cults start that's mm-hmm. how like that's how it's kind of like the movie um you see the one with the, what's that movie called? Uh, the Art of Self-Defense? The one with Jesse Eisenberg. No, I have it. I'm, I'm going to check that out. Okay, yeah. So he goes to like a karate school. It's an independent movie, so it wasn't big. But he goes to a karate school. and It's very cult-like. Right? And that's and I feel like, you know, when I was, I was watching it, I was like, I'm not surprised that jujitsu gyms are like that. Mm-hmm. Right? You know? But there's, yeah. And, and you know, I, I find it a lot of the, those type of gyms are only IBJJF gyms. Because I never have problems with 10 Planet. Really? Gyms. Yeah. Like, I've been to so many 10 Planet gyms. They're always so welcome. They let me wear whatever I want. As long as you respect them, you know, you, and you respect people, right? With IBJJF gyms, a lot of it is like, hey, you can't do that. You're only a blue belt. Hey, why are you wrist locking him? He's a white belt. You know what I'm talking about? And it's not like I was breaking. I wasn't like, snap. It was just you just like, get into the, of course, you're getting into the position, you know? Yeah, like, careful. I got it. Got it. Mm. You get yelled at. Yeah. Or knee reaps. I know a lot of people, they get upset about knee reaps. If you knee reap them, they start screaming at you. It's just like, dude, chill. 
<laughs> and again, it's not like I cranked it. It's just like there it is. Which is crazy. I uh, this is like I never. I, I just also maybe it's because also I've you know because I've traveled a lot and I've been to different gyms and every gym has their own little thing. Um, I just never understood why people yell at you for certain. I I mean I think also like again the whole being a girl thing. People don't yell at me for that kind of thing. like oh yeah you know. Eh. You know, oh, that was good, but we, you know, we we don't do that kind of thing. I never had people like, what the fuck? You're not supposed to. <laughs> it was kind of like because I could. I mean, even though I can't cry on command, but um, it it is what it is. All right, I have one more question for you. What we were talking about, um, gym red flags. Tell me some more red flags. What are some things that you know, like if you see a gym, you're like, oh, I'm out. Like I can't do this. Or jujitsu red flags. That's pretty, that's pretty much. I guess that's it. Yeah, I can't that's think of any more reference. Yeah, like um, yeah, I can't think of any other reference. Well, no, that's actually a pretty good red flag. But anyway, um, Jordan, thank you so much for like taking the time to talk with me. Like, um, tell people your socials. Like, tell people where to find you. That kind of thing. Oh yeah, you can find me on Instagram. Um, yeah, it's the dot ten p dot bastard. <laughs> so yeah, you can find me through Jess. Yeah, so. <laughs> I always say yeah, I always yeah. like tagging our um on his um or liking stuff and commenting on his stuff and being yeah. shady. <laughs> all right, Jordan, yeah. thank you so much. All right, thank you. Thanks so, for this. It's cool. All right, guys, all thank right. you for listening, and um, thank you for being on the mats, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Get out there and train. Yeah, <laughs> going Ramsey. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>